0: what is up loud crowd and welcome to the first live stream episode of the loud crowd podcast and we are on with two special guests. First, Mr. Angry Anime Fan.
1: Hi there everyone, I'm the Angry Anime Fan, the Despair Reviewer.
0: We are also on with Mr. 3 junk What's up guys? Glad to be back. And guys, today we are uh, reviewing the... three of the Lighthouse. We're gonna go through every single episode. Not all of them today, of course. Today, I think we're going through the first 12. So, before we begin... Um, I want to ask you guys starting with Anger Anime, what kind of like early thoughts or review thoughts do you have about se- season three overall?
1: You mean the first episode or or, or yes yeah. Oh the whole season. Well it, it it wasn't a disappointment, I can at least say that. It was less embarrassing episodes. Having said that, there are some episodes here that is actually so embarrassing that I'm even too embarrassed to talk about them. But I did like season three because it gave some character development to even some characters that really didn't have it. And I liked that a lot. It felt like uh, even though it was the same story, it was still moving on to a change, if only a very slightly.
0: What about you, AP3? Well, I think, of season three... Um...
2: I thought, I thought, I think it's personally the best season yet. There, there was so much stuff that happened this season. A lot of character development for a lot of characters, not not just the Loud family, but um, the other other characters, other side characters got the spotlight as well. And uh, I think this season was the most fun, the most diverse, and there was just a lot going on in the season that I just can't help but praise. There was only like
0: one or two episodes that i didn't like yeah overall,
2: I, I, had a
0: lot, I, had a, I had a lot of fun with the season all right guys now we're gonna go into the review the first episode is a roadie to nowhere and, um for people in the chat section feel free to post your thoughts your ideas how you feel about the episode post some questions but um i to know where um i don't think it's officially the debut episode or the official, like, um, season three opener, but, like, it premiered first, all the way back in, what, January 2018, feels like a lifetime ago, on uh, this episode, it was a really strong opening for the season, because it kind of started the trend that would continue throughout the season of developing characters, and having, like, characters play, um, pretty interesting and more diverse roles, we got to see Luna try to, like, um, confront the fact that maybe maybe being a rock star isn't really realistic. And he got to see her go to different places um, to try to find, like, a maybe a more, like, possible career. And the episode kind of ended with her, like, realizing that being a rock star is her dream, like the song said. So it was a pretty uh, nice and strong start to the, um, to the season overall. What are your thoughts about it?
1: Well, eroded to nowhere? Well, I find that... It was a good start with some uh, catchy music from a fan favorite, Luna, at least for a lot of people. Also, to see Mr. Chester or Chunk, as he's knowing, that was a nice scenario. It really did deal with a real-life problem that we all have, and that is uh, just because you have dreams, does that really mean you can... Do it, but also the lifeline is that just yes, because you have a dream doesn't mean you have to be incredibly big, you have to be satisfied with what you are doing. So, there were some life lessons there I liked about that episode. What
0: about you, April Three? Yeah,
2: this episode was a great opener to season three. It uh, stars one of my uh, favorite loud sisters, Luna Loud, and also puts uh, uh, Karochi Chunk in the spotlight. This is one of the only times he's even been put in the spotlight. um this episode did have a really good lesson, and it, 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 it delved into that lesson in a, in a really good way, I think, and the episode was just, it was just really fun to watch, and I've seen it, I've seen it multiple times at this point, and it's, it never fails to impress.
0: Mm-hmm, and um, something that's uh, pretty uh, cool that they did was uh, they ch- Chunk somewhat of a backstory, and uh... I don't know why, but uh, I thought that was pretty awesome because um, the thing about a uh, chunk's character is that um, he kind of comes off as like one-dimensional, really. I, mean, I, I know I use that term a lot, so I'm not gonna say, but like he has, he didn't have a lot of writing that had to do with him as well So them giving him a backstory really gave his character more—I uh, don't want to say meaning, but more value overall. So that's something I definitely appreciated the writers did. I mean. They to took their time to try to make Chunk like an actual character. So kudos to them for actually doing that. And um, so I don't know. I never like want to ask you guys this, but um, what are your uh, thoughts about Chunk?
1: Well, my thoughts about Chunk. Well, he's a pretty chill uh, dude. I have no idea how old he really is, but. Uh, he feels like that uh, she'll dude. I mean, granted, his voice is extremely stereotypical British, or, or is it Cockney? I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not uh, from England myself. However, I do uh, find him uh, to be able to be very chill and uh, uh, the kind of musician that just wants to do what he wants to do. So that's nice.
0: What about you, ap Jerry? Sorry. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think Chunk Chunk is a fun character. I uh, he has a very interesting design, and uh, Chunk as a side character, he always it he, was always one of my favorite side characters actually. And uh, to see him get a fit, an episode um, based based around him that that was that was a nice treat because the only other time he's been in the spotlight was actually in a in a you know um well, it's not loud podcast oh. episode two I think. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, I really like Chuck, and uh, I can't wait to see more of him in
0: the future. All right, so we have a comment in the comment section about um, uh I wrote it to nowhere, forgot the name there for a second, and um, it comes from Angelica Castillo, and she says, "Are uh, yeah." They said, uh, "No question." Although it was a good episode, but it does eventually get overshadowed by better episodes as we go uh, further and further into season three, and that's something I definitely agree with. Uh, in fact, uh, that's a really good point because, um, at the moment, um, I wrote it to know really seemed like a strong episode compared to the first two seasons of the show. But it was more of like a foreshadowing or strong writing where we're gonna get for the rest of the season. So I'm not sure if you guys can see the comment, but uh, what do you think about that? Uh, that idea that um, I wrote it to nowhere. Really, um, it was strong when it first aired, but it really got overshadowed as the season went on.
1: Well, for me personally, I feel like yeah,
2: I mean, it was a very strong opener. I think it was one of the better openers for any season. Only mat, mat, only matching with um. Uh, wh- the hotel
1: episode Swing sour for season two. Yeah yeah. Definitely, yeah, yeah. What he what he said? It was at least a good opening because that way people were looking forward to more for season three.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. So the next episode. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We should probably give our ratings for this episode. Um, I'm gonna give this episode um a seven out of ten. Uh, again, Soul start. Did a good job with Luna's character and uh, setting the path to work for the rest of the season. So, Angry Anime, what's your rating?
1: 7.5 out of of 10. Nice Luna sound and some catchy tunes. Or what about you? I I give it a solid 8.
2: It was a strong opener, but uh, there were definitely better episodes throughout the season. Not that this episode was bad. It was very good.
0: All right, for people in the chat, uh, make sure to post your uh, rating for the episode. And guys, well, we're going to move on to the next episode. Next on the docket, we have a um, fridge too far. So this episode, um, it was uh, the first episode I really progressed in Senior for being that um, Ditch he was. During the middle she was into to being like the actual like chef with like ideas and prospects. And something that I really liked about the episode, actually the episode I really like focused on the senior, focused more on the kids, is that um how relatable it was. I mean, a lot of us who grew up with siblings really had to worry about them like eating our food and eating in the fridge. It's actually one of the more relatable episodes in the series. It really has a lot of relatable episodes so uh Amazing job again by the staff. And um, another thing that was pretty cool about the episode is um, there was this funny scene where Loanne like just like breaks leg like, because Lincoln drops a watermelon on her leg, and like nobody thinks that like that may- that maybe ha- had gone too far. So I don't know. That was pretty hilarious to me. So, what are your thoughts about a first too far? Um, uh, angry anime fan. I liked
1: it. I mean, there was one uh, a little bit uh, unrealistic part of it, but hey, it's a cartoon. We're not meant to have reality. So uh, other than that, I really liked it. And I'm also, I really liked this minor guest character, Timothy McCall, especially of the fact that um, you find out who voiced him. He was voiced by Bill Mammy, who is uh, the biological father of Lillian Mammy, who we know as voice of Lenny. So I found that to be very nice. And it really did create that uh, uh, Hard Woman scenario that uh, Lynn Sr.'s food is heavens to the love kids. Although, again, my only problem with it is that uh, they struggled with man before, and now they had so much food. Well,
2: hey, it's a cartoon.
0: It is what it is. Alright, AP3? Yeah,
2: this episode was very fun. Um, I liked it. It sort of harkened back to that sort of a uh... One of those classic lighthouse tropes, where um, uh, the loud siblings are all sort of competing for some, for, any, for any given thing, and uh, in this case, it's space for defraction. But it all turned out to be a misunderstanding because it was actually when senior um putting food in all of the wrong designated spots. So yeah, it, it turned. Out, there was a lot of crazy antics in this episode. The things that the uh, Kids try to do to get back at each other, like the the one's broken leg, like, like you said, and um, uh, a couple of the characters getting us um getting like splat bombed with blue paint or something, and <laughs> I think it's blueberry or something. I
1: can't remember, but it was splat- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was um, it was electrician. It was uh, a bowling ball. It was uh, um, well, ele- electrical from the car and finally a snapping turtle oh and by the way people don't do that at home not only because a turtle is cold-blooded but also a snapping
0: turtle can bite off your hand yeah yeah <laughs> it, 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 was, it was not a fun experience for anybody and um yeah so um something that was uh, pretty cool about that episode again is uh, it laid a groundwork for um for season 3 i mean for the rest of season 3 in which um finally cultivated his goal of becoming um uh, a chef, a top chef by the end of the season. So that was a pretty uh, cool thing that they said this was You know, it's like uh, building blocks. A lot of these early episodes, like we said, are really building blocks for later down the season. So it's nice to see the ladder has a complete uh, complete uh, plan overall. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And we have a comment from uh, Castillo. She, uh, they want to know, uh, anyone else get um, season two vibe from A Fix Too Far? And uh, I can kind of see that. Um, on the episode, if you look at it in a vacuum, it definitely has a season two vibe to it because um, the episodes before season three really kind of stood by themselves. But um, these episodes now really are building blocks for uh, bigger ideas. So I can definitely agree. So what do you guys think? Do you think um, uh, A Fridge Too Far had a season two kind of vibe?
1: Well, it did have that uh, vibe about... Uh Allowed, uh, although in that episode of the season two, they didn't want to eat the same things. So, but but it did have that vibe of uh, uh, Lynn Sr. improvising a lot of things together, which created leftovers. But I uh, felt like it was a better episode than the season two one.
0: What about you, AP3?
2: said harkens back to that of bolt to that old trope of uh, of kids competing for something and uh it, it definitely has a season two and a little bit of a season one vibe to it so yeah i agree with that comment
0: all right then so finally let's uh give our ratings for it um i have to give it i think i'm gonna give it a six out of ten um Relatable episode, um, some funny gags, but uh, I mean, uh, I, I guess it didn't really have like the structure and based on I kind of like to see from the episodes. But well, what about you guys? What do you rate it? Three. Um, I rate this say um a seven point five out of ten. It was it was
2: it was it was a, it was a good
0: episode. Angry anime. I vote a
1: seven point eight out of ten. I found that the fanamat the dynamics as well as the minor guest role to be making the episode very enjoyable and Lynn senior was fun.
0: All right. So next we have um Sophie Improvement and um, I think uh, I think when the episode actually came out um I had Angry Anime come on the channel and do a preview with you do you remember that?
1: Yeah, I think I have a vague memory
0: about that. So, uh, basically the episode rundown is, um, Lori, uh, it's, I guess it's kind of like a stereotypical thing for a teenage girl. You know, she's obsessed with social media, getting the most likes on her selfies and her pictures. And, basically, she goes overboard to start picking, uh, pictures all over the house. Um, and pretty much her sisters and Lincoln start interfering with that. And, like, pretty sure Lincoln makes her, like, more, like, half-bald, This is a pretty funny scene. And then, I guess, um... Something I know uh, you want to anime fan. that they did was, um, they, uh, gave, um, Kel Pingree uh, a bigger role in the uh, series overall, and, um, her and Lori made up in the end of the episode, so that was a pretty awesome thing they did, and, um, I thought it was pretty cool, also a pretty cool fun fact that this episode was, um, uh, I think, um, directed by Amanda Rinda, the first female director on the show, so good notes all around, girl power, and, um, Angry anime. What what are your thoughts about the episode?
1: Well, it did really show uh, Loris a little bit more desperate side. But granted, that's always been part of her character. So what changed it now? And uh, also, is a little bit the fact that uh, uh, I didn't count, but uh, a reviewer of that episode has to count exactly how many times Laura said literally, because that I think this is one of the episodes where she said that the most times. Granted, it was more. F- and fun than embarrassing Uh, although the very things she did just to have those signs are a little bit more moments there but in the end it did also have a life lessons there are some obsessions you just have to let go because uh, there will always be someone who will suffer instead so in the end it was a fun and slightly uh lesson episode it was a bit too bad though that carol pingree didn't have as large a role as i thought but at least she talked. So that's fine with me.
0: Yeah. What about you, AP3? I thought this was a very uh, good Laurie episode. And uh, it,
2: it was a great return for Carol Pingry too. For one day, change your color scheme to her, 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 her from Laurie. She's got she got sky blue to purple. And uh, when it was revealed that... Uh, uh, Carol was, wasn't was trying to compete with, with Laurie. She always thought that, you know, Laurie was, she she sort of idolized Laurie a little bit, and uh, they come to this, an understanding, and they wind up becoming friends, and then by the end, they're trying to compete with these two other people who, I, I, I can't even remember these girls' names, but they're trying to compete, compete with them at the very end of the episode, and that's how it ends, and uh uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's it's. That Laura was trying to get into. Well, she was taking all these different kinds of pictures, and uh, poor thing, she kept getting either like falling down the pit or getting hit by something. Or I think uh, I think she uh, threw a diaper at her. At, <laughs> yeah. At <one> point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Overall,
0: it,
1: it, it. was well, just a very fun and. um uh,
2: very good episode to give us insight on uh, uh, the whole sort of uh, rivalry between Lori and Carol yeah. or lack like thereof, uh, as it turned
1: out. Yeah, it's uh, and it's Bianca and Su Jung. I think those were the girls' names.
0: Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't recall their full names, but that's not important, is it?
0: No, Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, Carol uh, Pingree now. Um, Carol had um, it was a pretty cool fit on to bring her back all the way from season one. And um, something that uh, that was pretty cool, like you guys said earlier, is that um, she actually like um, admired Lori, and that's something that's pretty crazy. It's kind of like it's kind of cool because um, it's kind of nice to see the person that you think that um, has like a better I do not say like a better experience than you actually admires you. I mean, it does a lot for your confidence, and um, that was a pretty fun touch that they put in the end, end of the episode. Pretty good life lesson: not to really like view yourself, view yourself from um another point of view. And um, another thing that I was um, I was pretty uh, actually no, let's talk more about it, Carol. Um, angry anime fan. Um, uh, you were kind of said your thoughts about her. So, what do you hope to see from Carol in uh, season four?
1: Well, uh, well, uh, I. I hope at least to see a bit more about uh, Lori and Carol's uh, seemingly new uh, friendship. Because, I mean, granted we may have seen that Carol secretly idolized uh, Laurie and so on, but we still don't really know Carol's personality fully, so to speak. The way she spoke about having so many siblings that all looked up to her made me think that, that she also have a large family, only they don't look up to her something like that, so I just hope if we see her season 4, at least branch out her character a little bit.
0: Hey Peter. I would definitely like to see her come back. Uh,
2: she has a lot of potential as a character, and I uh, would like to see her and of uh, friendship. Um, but I would like to see more, more of that in episodes, now, now that they've established one.
0: Mhm, for sure. And um, I guess it's time. Let's give our Ranger episode. I gave it a solid seven out of ten. Um, uh, pretty fun experience for Lori, and the selfie game was pretty awesome. What about you, uh, Andrew?
1: I give it an eight out of ten. the fun Lori-centered episode. She wasn't too insufferable here. She was just very dorky, and I cannot deny when she got hurt. Yeah, that was some black comedy that I laughed about. EP
0: three. I give it a solid
2: seven as well. Okay. Very fun.
0: I can definitely feel that. So, um, going to the comment section. on um, uh, K narrow zero two two. That self improvement was a fun Lori episode. And Castillo said, "Um, I hope this isn't the last uh, we see of Carol, don't we all?" And uh, Castillo wanted to know, guys, um, what was your favorite uh, Lori selfie fail from the episode?
1: Well, for for me, it has it had to be. Uh, The truck. (laughs) Uh, It's actually literally perfect. And I didn't hurt myself.
0: Ow. Perfect. What about you, AP3? Um, I'm not
2: sure. It's hard to pick. Uh, I guess the... I think the um, where she... The Tom and Jerry gag where she
0: tips
1: on something and it just smacks
0: her in the face <laughs> yeah I, I can definitely see that all right next episode we have the um no place like homeschool very very interesting episode love the idea basically the episode went down um i guess the lot of kids got jealous because uh lola got to have like homeschooling for like six weeks during the year um or whatever reason I actually it was because of her pageant season. So you know uh, I mean Lola's a pretty high-end, um, high end um highly talented uh pageant queen or pageant princess so she gets a few weeks off to homeschool so she can focus on the pageant season and what we got to start was on um, the live kids, pretty much Go under the way, convince the parents that they have a lot of things on their plate too, and they deserve to be homeschooled. So the family goes along with it; they get homeschooled, and what we find out is that was a disaster because they don't take it uh serious at all. Even after Lola warned them, and then all of a sudden they found out they have a test like on that Friday, and it's Thursday night, so they have to scramble. And one of the most unfortunate things of the episode is that Lola. Lose sleep, trying to get them ready for the exam, and uh, everybody except for Lola entered passing the exam. And Lola failed, and that breaks the one condition in which he has to go back to real school because he failed the exam, whatever it was. And um, the nice thing, nice ending episode, they really make up for me, but um, is that all the kids decide to go back to school with her as a show of solidarity. Well, what do you talk about the episode on uh, Angry Anime Fan?
1: Well, actually, while it may have some heartwarmingness, this is, wasn't exactly my favorite episode. I mean, it did show that Lola can be very serious when she wants to be uh, in studying, yes, because of her hobby. But then again, she's a, very, she's a character with a very difficult personality to p- pick up. Although what I really did uh, find very funny was, of course, the bunker scene. Especially Lisa saying, "saying don't, t- don't touch that. That is to scare off nuclear sambos and or Mr. Grouth. So right. uh, I have to admit I found that joke to be funny. Other than that, though, uh, uh, it didn't 100% click with me. It wasn't a bad episode, but it wasn't just my type of episode.
0: AP3.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I really liked this episode. It gave it gave. It personally gave me uh, a lot of insight on how home on how homeschooling works because I did, did not really know a single thing about what it's like to be homeschooled. And now I know. Um, but yes, that seeing that sort of uh, this is well, like I said in my original view last year. Um, this was a very uh, interesting kind of a. Uh, for, for the show to have, and it, it it was a good it was a good episode. Um, it, i uh... oh, I'm stumped. Uh... Yeah, I got. <laughs> so, t- the, yeah, I, I liked this episode a lot. It wasn't my favorite, but it gave me a lot of uh, insight on uh, uh what was uh life uh as a uh, Pageant
0: princess, if I if I may. Um. So. Yeah. Okay. So for ratings, I give this a six out of ten. Again. Um. Kind of did not really feel that. Um. That the gesture the end of making everybody go to like normal school, kind of made up for the, like the kind of crappy situation they gave Lola making her like leave her nice homeschool environment in which she took serious. So that's a six out of ten for me. What about you guys, angry anime fan?
1: Yeah, 6 out of 10 also. I also didn't know how it was to be homeschooled, so this gave me an insight. But still, this is just a 6 out of 10
0: for me. ap hey, I 3
2: get, I get this uh, uh, a 7 out of
0: 10. Okay. It good. All right. Also,
2: I'd like, inside of Rama, Lisa's bunker for the first time.
0: Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yep, it yeah, was. A bunker for nuclear war. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Alright. Next, we have white hair. And this episode uh, really goes back to the original show. It was, uh, every, the, of the show. originally wanted the show to be um, about rabbits, actually. So, Lincoln tries to introduce uh, himself to a new girl. We'll talk about who that new girl is in a little bit. And he pretty much changes his hair, puts on his jacket, and then he realizes something. When trying to go downstairs, he realizes he's gonna have to come across his um, sisters, and that's no bueno, because he knows the systems are really just gonna like ruin his whole look and make him look like a dork and give him some terrible advice to avoids them. I think he goes through like some special pathway, hits his head on a rock, and he goes into some dream scene. It kinda feels like he took some bad LSD honestly and he like becomes like a rabbit, I guess, or like a you know a hair to be uh correct. And uh and pretty much uh, I I think I forgot what his name was. What was his name as a rabbit? Uh, Warren? Warren? yeah. Yeah. So um Warren basically goes um goes out to meet the new girl. Turns out to be a disaster. And then his sisters, um his sisters are actually the ones who made it a disaster because gave him terrible advice. They gave him um gave him some uh I think they may change his clothes, gave him some a nasty shake he threw up on her. So this is terrible advice, it kind of like confirms his belief. But then in the end of the episode, um, Lincoln wakes up, I guess he realizes, he sees the rabbits and realizes that um maybe his sisters aren't that bad, and um, he goes introduces himself to a new girl in his normal look, normal attitude, and at the time, uh, we didn't see her face, but then we came to know that that girl's name was Stella, and when she finally appeared later in the season, she changed her appearance, but um was well, a pretty interesting way to introduce Stella's character overall, and definitely an interactive and fun experience of an episode to do. So, what were your thoughts about White Hair, the Anime Fan?
1: Well, my thoughts on White Hair, it was a pretty fun one. It was also worth noting that this was the last, and I mean the last episode Chris Savino actually wrote. And, uh, it's a nice callback on how, what could have happened and I have to agree, if it were rabbits, I don't think it would have been as enjoyable as The Loud is now. Although each, uh, there were some sisters there with unique personalities and some of them had unfamiliar fa- f- voice actors, but some actually did have personalities that were based on the other sisters from other episodes, specifically the military sister. and. uh as well as that uh, sister having mood swings. Although uh, although the plot of it all wasn't so extremely big, I have to say my favorite scene was the sisters uh, comforting uh, Lincoln and assuring him that he is good and he's just the best. That was nice sibling love there.
0: Hey,
2: Episode it's one it's one of my all time favorites of season three and also the whole series. There's a lot to love about this episode, and I uh, I love that it harkens back to the origin of the show's original premise, and uh, I love the heart. I love the, the. Aside from that, I also love the uh, the heartwarming moment and the lesson that the episode had at the end as well, and. There's, I there's so much about this episode that I that I uh, love and have talked about already. But what it comes down to is that it's, I I love seeing episodes that uh, you know reference their original um, premise. Like I think Adventure Time even did that when one episode had it, in it there's one episode where they were in their original like a art style before the series actually premiered and yeah i love seeing episodes like this and uh, uh, there's just a lot a lot to gush about this episode and uh, it's definitely one of my favorites of all time
0: oh okay yeah i, I can definitely i can definitely see that so um i want to ask you guys a question that um so I'm posted the chat section i think and they mm-hmm. already answered it um would you still watch the Loudhouse or do you think it would still be as good as it was um rabbits instead of people uh okay i guess you could touch on that again uh
1: well uh, i mean if we had rabbits instead of people then we wouldn't have had the loud house we have now so i mean uh i guess i would have it just depends on how they would have put up the formula i think they would have put it up a little less realistic than they do now and note re- loud house is still not realistic realistic, but it, at least if it had rabbits, it wouldn't have, although the the feeling of one boy and how many sisters, was it 26, uh, even that, I mean, it makes that joke that rabbits is very good at reproducing, it's just that, uh, uh, it's just that, uh, that all of them except one is, uh, uh, is a boy, I mean, everyone is sisters except one, I wonder, uh, well, that really have worked.
0: All right. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Right. Oh no, you can go. Uh.
2: Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it would have mattered if they were rabbits or humans. Well, what would have mattered is the 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 sheer size of the cast, like twenty six. Or 26 people—that's just too much for an on, like, even for an ensemble cast. There's a lot of great TV shows such as *My Family* and *The Walking Dead* that handle ensemble casts really well. And a lot, a lot of houses uh, uh, as as it is with 13 family members—that's that almost pushes that limit for um, a children's show. But for a children's show, to ha- uh, if it were to originally have like. To like, 26 characters, <laughs> that would have... That would not have worked yep. in, in the long
0: term. <laughs> Definitely it would not have would worked. Have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and, um... Now, we'll talk about Stella when her episode actually comes up, but, um... Do you guys have anything else you want to say about the episode? Uh, White hair?
1: No, not for me.
0: Um, I, I guess, um... I guess it's just cool that they brought back that original idea for the season or the series yeah. overall. And uh my ratings is seven out of ten. Uh, saw solid episode, I guess, to show that you need to appreciate your sisters. So what are your ratings, Ingra fan? Eight point
1: five out of ten. I like the concept and I liked the heartwarmingness. And I liked to see an insight of what could have been.
0: Mm-hmm. AP
2: three? I give it a
0: 9.5 Nine point. Out of 10. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, good, good rating. Is that your highest rated episode so far? I think so, yeah. Okay. But it's not your favorite of season three. Of
1: them, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. And guys, now we're going to take a little bit of a break. Um, actually, no, we can keep going um, so we can wrap this up. Next episode on a doctor is called City Slickers. And this is a pretty hyped about episode because um it featured the return of Ronnie Anne after like um some sort of a little bit hiatus. Um and Lincoln actually went to a Great with uh, Great Lake City to meet up with her and her family and we found out that Ronnie Anne has really kind of been lying about her, her roots through. Really, um she really didn't want the city kicks to you know that she from like she's from like the suburbs of like Michigan and Royal Woods I guess to keep up her rep per se. And um I guess we're pretty her fighting because how much um his moments with Ronnie Anne and Royal Woods meant to them. And then and the other side of the store, we had have- Ronnie, I mean, we had a uh, Laurie and Bobby uh, kind of, like, deal with life uh, in the big city. Especially Laurie, she'd probably be, like, awesome to be a city girl. she found find out city life is pretty tough. So I guess the cool thing about this episode, they had two dual working stories. that really worked you well know, between one another, like, kind of like um, both uh, couples, per se, having problems with one another. So I like the dual aspect of the of the episode like i said earlier back when like this we reviewed like a year, maybe a year ago i think it would have worked better for a half hour It would have had a lot more opportunities to do a lot more the stuff in great lake city and more of the casa grandes so what were you talking about the episode start with you angry anime fan
1: city slickers huh well nice to see the return of ronnie and and also once again to show that uh, despite also i've been a bully, bully once and also being a bit of a tomboy the uh, proud uh, Ronnie Ann does have some insecurity, which max- ma- matches her age. Also, it has a nice callback on Lori, and it did create that very popular theory is, uh, is a loud house season going to end with Lori leaving the family to go to college and stuff like that, because that's a very popular theory right now. And if that would happen, well, everything would change, really. But my point is, uh, it's a nice of uh, the situations that... Uh, what you see is not so always what you know, but you also have to be true to what you have and also to feel that you can move on from it and get better from it. So um, I like the life lessons of it all. Also, there's some but there is some dark humor in this episode, not from Ronnie Ann's situations, but more of the fact that Lincoln appears to miss Ronnie Ann because he misses her bullying. And if you ask me, that's a slight <laughs> masochistic <laughs> yeah. feeling. I know that's pretty dangerous for me to say that, but hey, it's black comedy, so I'm saying that. That's my thought about
0: it. What about you, AP3? Uh,
2: yeah, this episode had a lot going on. It was basically like two uh, two plots within this episode. Having an A and a B plot in, a, in an 11-minute Segment, it that's a little risky, but they meant to make it work for the most part. And uh, I because I, I do agree with you, from Family 11, um, that they could have they could have made you a half hour to give it a little bit more, give the storylines a little bit more room to grow. And I uh, aside from that, though, this episode was uh, it was a lot of fun. I did see. I did enjoy the storylines that, that were involved and they had, I got to see some new interesting characters from Ronnie and his friends and, uh, there was a, the end, the end result was really good and, uh, both storylines, I, I, I think they both one came together at the end, like, the storylines combined at the end, I, I can't quite remember, but I think that End result for um, the, uh, both storylines was satisfying. The only thing I didn't like about the episode, though, was how abrupt the ending felt to me. I think
0: I'm. Oh yeah. After that,
2: multiple watches, but
0: yeah, I it could. Def- still, I, <laughs> I, don't like it. I I can definitely agree with that. It's it, the ending was kind of like kind of rushed. It felt like again, you know, going back to our point, this probably should have been a half hour. But, um, uh, going back into the episode again, um, something that was pretty cool is that this kind of gave some sort of, a a, a slight preview, and we got a better preview later on what a uh, Costa Grande series could look like, in a possible episode in which Lincoln and Roy possibly go to a Great Lake episode, and I know that's something they'd love to explore with, especially down the line in most Costa Grandes, so that was pretty cool about, uh, in the beginning of the episode. So, um, we had a comment, pretty cool comment from our Pan Narrow 022. Uh, they said, Either way, City Sisters, I thought was another great follow to relative chaos. Maybe even better than back out there from Season 2. I really like how they handled Ronnie Anne's character this season. That's a good point. I like the point about um, Ronnie Anne's character and um, even her in a few exp- uh, appearances throughout the season. Actually, the funny thing is that she probably had more appearances this season than any other season. They did a pretty good job of keeping her character consistent instead of, like, kind of rotating the way she is on how she feels in the episode. Like that episode, like, Shock, where she actually, like, um, I mean, actually, they did a good thing in Shock in, like, kind of flipping the script on her being the aggressive one, but I like the stability of one character, so good on them for that, and, um, let's go to our ratings. I rate this episode, I think, um, when I first reviewed it, I might have given it an 8, I think I have to give it a 7, again, 7 out of 10, again, ending felt pretty abrupt, and, um, pacing, uh, somewhat, uh, a little bit too fast, so, um, what are your ratings, Ingrid anime fan?
1: I think i give it a 7.5 out of 10.
0: AP3? Yeah,
2: i give it a 7.5 as well. I, uh, aside from the rushed ending, because I hate rushed ending, the episode was still really fun to watch overall and I still really liked it.
0: Alright. Next, we have an episode that I actually skipped over um, and uh, I can see why really, why I skipped it over. Uh, Instagram! Um... Wow, uh, this episode is really hard to uh, talk about because, yeah, uh, I mean, I never wasn't really much of a fan of it. I mean, what they did do was uh, bring back Pop Pop in this episode and give him like um, somewhere with a female um, uh, female partner, and um, I guess this kind of says without saying it, that um, Pop Pop's wife is a deceased. So uh, I guess that's a that's a better way than them like um, kind of just putting it out there. And uh, this episode, um, I forget what the the, the lady's name was, but she's pretty much like, oh Myrtle, Myrtle. Um, she's yeah, she's pretty much uh, crazy. Um, she like over over goes to the house all the time. She's like, uh, she's like that side family member, or stepmom, that's trying to replace the real mom. So it's all super creepy overall. So I guess he had that role overall, and the kids pretty much conspire, plan to like, like make Pop up get rid of her or like get her out of the picture. And then she just says that she doesn't really have that much family really to be around. And then the lot of kids realize that you know it's not fair for them to do that. And then they decide that uh, Myrtle could come around, but you know not every single day. So it was a pretty nice, heartwarming uh, ending. Kids were kind of like. uh They were kind of acting like little uh, tricks, to be honest. I don't like the way they just wanted to get rid of her like that. But uh, what were you talking about the episode, Angry Animation?
1: Well, actually, I didn't really mind it uh, that much, although I don't really remember my original rating for it in my review of the episode. But yes, I do know the feeling of people being suffocated. After all, I'm not not a grandmother, though, but I do have... Uh, A friend who tended to uh, write to me every week. And although that's not supposed to be annoying, sometimes you just need your space, you know. That's unfortunately the thing about people. They need to rest a little bit. And being pushy is not always uh, the best of things. Although uh, the kids didn't really think about their grandfather's uh, thoughts in this, which is the one thing I can criticize about them. I mean, it would have been better if they just had talked to their grandpa about that and he would have talked to them about her. So, in a way, this episode is a little bit more childish than it has to. But it does have uh, some cool jokes and some uh, nice of them all. Even a callback joke of the fact that Lincoln gets shaved in part of his head, but later on it grows back. And then another one where uh, Lin Junior's son son suddenly switches into a ninja outfit, and then the lampshade in Yoka's. Wait, when did you say change into Ninja ninja uh, outfit? What happened to your bow cut? Touche. So, I guess it's
0: like that. All right. AP3.
2: This was, it was very interesting. I did like it. Uh, it, 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 was, uh, it. It was fun to watch. Not my favorite, but I... I think I do like Myrtle as a character. She's an interesting new character and um Yeah, I do agree with you, and green anime fan. They could uh, the lot of kids could've been more upfront about the their, their uh, how they feel about Myrtle to pop pop. But the lengths they went to try to, you know, sort of uh, dismiss her from their from their lives was uh, it was a little extreme. And yeah, um this was a this was a it was a fine episode. Not not really anything to write home about. Um, there was a new guest star in this episode. Uh, Myrtle happened to be uh, played by uh, Jennifer Coolidge, who's most popular for her roles in a uh, great Bond and Two Broke Girls. So that yeah. was very really interesting for me to discover. And I, I, as I was listening to Myrtle's voice, I was, I was trying so hard to recognize it. Then after a, a while. Um, uh, I re- after a few moments, I recognized her voice. I'm like, "That's Jennifer Coolidge."
0: So yeah, that's really. Cool. I love seeing guest stars in the show. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the. Cool- oh, you can go. Angry. You can go angry at me. Uh,
1: no, sorry. I was just gonna say I agree with you. Say it's it's a good uh, guest star. As I said before in my previous talk about the fridge too far. Also, I like the guest star. She was a good uh, voice in that section.
0: Yeah, that's one of the cool things about the show. Though. They get an amazing group of uh, guest stars. Uh, they had that uh, lady from Blee and she's like one like a A star celebrity pretty much. And then they also had Wayne Brady. I mean, Wayne freaking Brady is like that. I mean, that's pretty awesome overall. So let's get to yeah. There's so many people, and um, they even have these people doing side roles too, which is pretty awesome. All right, let's get to our ratings. I give this uh, a six out of ten. Um, uh, I think it was um at that point I thought it was the week 53 episode, and uh, that's all I really have to say. So, uh, angry anime fan, what's your rating?
1: I think you give it a six point five out of ten. I think
2: I give it a. Uh, I think I give it a seven. It, like I said, it wasn't um it wasn't
0: my favorite, but it was still very interesting. In very fun, all right, guys. We got uh, four more episodes to go through, and the next one is Fool Me Twice, our seasonal April Fool's episode. So, this episode, um, really is pretty awesome because the law family took the proactive role of you know, like actually reacting to April Fool's Day as a group, as like individuals, and uh, come with a plan. And we didn't have any traders this time, like the last April Fool's episode. Cough Koff Senior. And um something that was pretty awesome about uh, the episode is that um they actually got doppelgangers, or uh, somewhat doppelgangers gangers for the lab family. That was their planning you but know, when I would uh, like prank the doppelgangers, but um Luann, the mastermind that she is, uh, like, uh, double-crosses them, or gets the doppelganger to double-cross them, turns the doppelganger against the Rock family, makes them just go around town, wreak havoc, do embarrassing stuff, ruin the family name, and what I think is so funny is that Luan went so far that the family had to move away from Royal Woods. That's how far she went. And it turns out that was an entire prank. So, one of the hilarious episode with Christian town So, it was my uh, one of my favorite episodes of the season. What about you guys, Angry Anime, Angry Anime Fan?
1: Well, it was uh, it was good to finally see an episode where Luann's pranking actually came back to bite her. Because I would have actually been a little bit uh, troubled if we didn't see something like that uh, again. Uh, although I do, I mean, I know she is always sadistic in April Fools, although I have, I wonder if she's going to be just sadistic in season four. But my point is that uh, the recording to humiliate uh, the the family through the stunt doubles, even I felt like that was, oh, come on, Luann, that was just wrong. <laughs> it was uh, especially that scene of selling Rita's book when she's not even finished with it. But I do feel like it was funny how they started the episode and the fact that they decided to do stunt doubles. But arguably my favorite scene was in the end, the family got the last laugh. So that is, Mm -hmm. I think, the favorite part of it. AP3?
2: Yeah, this episode was wild. Um, And it's always a tradition for every season to have an April Fool's Day episode. But never near the, uh, hol- the actual holiday for some reason. But <laughs> anyway, this episode was a lot of fun. I, I think these Fools episodes get better and better each time. And uh, yeah, the plot this twist was uh, I did I did I didn't expect I didn't expect that for the Double Gamers to turn on on the Lab family. And uh, yeah, it <laughs> this this episode was a lot of fun yeah uh, from start to finish and i think it's my favorite april fool's day episode out of out of everyone that's been made so far and i just really love it
0: yeah i'm i'm torn between a fourth paradise and this one uh so depends on the day really so um we had a cool question from uh, the cat section, and they want uh, Castillo wanted to know do we have any theories on how Luann convinced the doppelganger to bet- betray the family and join her? My idea is, um, Lu-Ann probably paid them twice. I mean, that's what you always do with a bunch bro- of criminals, just pay them more money. And Luann probably has stacks on stacks from her like clowning business. I mean, she has her own corporation so. That's my theory. What about you guys? What theory do you have on how Wayne convinced the doppelgangers?
1: Well, the doppelgangers didn't really look friendly to begin with, so I have a feeling like uh, getting paid and then doing the humiliation was just a gig for them, so I think they just willingly embraced that. Yeah, I guess I, I have to agree with you guys. Um, uh,
0: Wayne probably did pay them, and uh, I didn't really gave it that much thought, to be honest, but yeah, that's uh, really only
2: that's really only plausible
0: explanation I can think of. All right, let's get to the rating. I rate this episode a nine out of ten. At that point, like I said, the strongest season two, episode, season three episode so far. Just hilarious, and I love episodes with twists and turns. So, what are your ratings, Angry, Angry Anime Fan? Eight.
1: Uh, yeah, eight out of ten. I
0: give it a all right, let's get to the last three episodes. We have neck games. So neck games. This is the episode, the first one episode, and something that really started the streak of the Lynn episode throughout the season. And uh, it's kind of similar to um, uh, episode they were lower down the line, in which these two perfectionist characters have to learn and come across the fact that they're not going to win all the time. And Lynn takes it absolutely horribly. She literally goes into the next town. Illegally recruits players to play for her own town, uh, Royal Woods, and um, and she she, she like um, she f- kind of finds out how her uh, teammates feel because well, before she recruited the players, she finds out that um, or she actually uh, ball hogs a lot and tries to like carry the team on her back, and no one's really having fun but her. And then when she gets a super good uh, tall girls, she finds out that um maybe having a teammate in the Hogs, like the Togo said, isn't so fun after all. So basically, uh, I think she pretty much kicks them off the team. She was like, if we're going to suck, we're going to have fun sucking. And they actually make it all the way to the championship game. And they play their hearts out, but uh, I'm pretty sure they got creamed badly. So, I mean, so it was a pretty amazing lesson overall that, you know, winning is not everything, having fun is number one. And um, in the season of many win episodes... This may not be the strongest one, but it's definitely a very solid one. What are your thoughts, Ingrid? anime fan?
1: Well, uh, Lin is far from my favorite character. I'm sorry about that, Linster. But, uh, the, uh, but I do believe that this episode really did give her a little bit more of a, a less of a... Well, she was very competitive, but she learned her lessons. In fact, this whole season was one big for her to show a little bit more of a warm side than before. I mean, granted, it wasn't exactly my favorite either, but that's not only because Lin isn't my favorite character, it's also the fact that sport competitions do not really interest me that much. But it did, that it did have that heartwarming moment that uh, what you do with your sport is, usually, uh, is the, usually the greatest when people team up together and have fun for it. Uh, AP3
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um I thought this was a great start
2: for the I think this was a great um first lynn centric episode and, I, and there there are other there are other episodes about her that are better than this but like I said this was not a bad start whatsoever it added up, and this this episode introduced uh, some more side characters on the from the turkey turkeys um and it, this episode taught a real good lesson and it was the first that it was the first episode where Lynn got some true character development and we got to see her learn the lesson that winning isn't everything and um i uh, really did like uh, seeing i did i did like seeing Lynn finally realize that and the end
0: result was real good i don't remember if they won or not I can't remember if they, I did think I they had, might have. No, they lost. They lost for sure. No,
1: they no. didn't they okay. didn't win. They didn't um, win. But
2: anyway, this this was this episode was a fun watch and um, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And and actually I have to point out one thing. It's a very minor thing, but also as a guy who is named and Granby Fan. One of the guest stars on this episode is actually a, a famous uh, voice actress for an anime character, Maddie Flagenstein. or no, I don't really know how to say her name, but uh, she is famous in the American dub for voicing an anime character called Naruto. So uh, she was actually in this episode voicing the girl with the braces, I think. Oh, okay. About, uh, no, we're not not Summer? No, not Chris Summer this girl this woman's name is maddie she's a famous lesbian actor in voiceover especially from anime dubs chris summer is just uh, guest starring as another minor character but maddie maddie guest starred as uh, that teammate of lynn the fat girl with the braces
2: i think
0: i'm sorry that she was the only guest star in this episode yeah i think yeah i think chris summer does apollo Yeah. yeah Okay. Yeah, and uh, one of
2: the, the other girl, the girls from the other city that went tried to recruit. But yeah, uh, I liked the. Uh, this this was her first episode in the series actually, and uh, the, the, and, uh it was uh, like some sort of a reunion with her and um, uh, uh, Jessica the Chico because they worked together previously on on, a, on an old obscure Disney Channel show called The Buzz on Maggie. I don't know about you guys, but that was a really fun series.
0: Oh dang. Well, I, have
1: a, I haven't actually seen it yet, but I do hear about it. So one of these days, I think I'm actually going to see it.
0: All right. Fun fact about this episode. This is the first episode in the entire series of the White House when Lincoln isn't physically there. So that's pretty interesting fun fact. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. 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 All right. Let's get to our rating. I put yeah, this was the first yeah. All right, let's get to the ratings. I give this. Uh, I'm stuck between six and seven, so let's cut it down the middle. I'm gonna give it a six point five out of ten. Um, definitely, um, an episode that uh, had good morals. Um, I hate to, see, I hate to use the word predictable because you lost in the end, and in fact, they lost fifty to twelve, so it wasn't really close. But um, so I like the moral overall and the message they're sending. So, what are your ratings, Angry Anime Fan?
1: Also a six out of ten.
2: Um, uh, I think I'll give it a seven. I won't be I won't be too harsh on it because, um, like I said, uh, this this episode started uh, a great journey of lynn centric episodes, and yes, those, those those episodes where she gets to the shine that are really good because they're the only times we see her have character
0: development and I always like seeing that. So yeah, seven out of ten for this episode. I liked it overall. Alright, alright. Next episode we have is called Pipe Dreams. And um do any of you want to give a rundown on that episode?
1: Well my my thoughts on that episode is people, please don't see it.
0: <laughs> alright, so um uh the episode was pretty interesting, and um for whatever reason, in a house of uh 13, I don't know, so many people, only so one bathroom, which really, really doesn't make any sense. I mean, for the entirety of the series, I really thought the parents had their own bathroom, because you never saw them using the kid's bathroom, but apparently they're all, all like, what, 15, 13 of them? I don't know, but all of them share one bathroom. I think that's insanely unsanitary. And the parents, uh, they actually take the medicine in their own hands and build their own bathroom. And, of course, they couldn't even have that. I mean, it would have been nice. It made me sleep better at night knowing that um, the parents had their own bathroom. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what happened in the episode. Uh, parents mm-hmm. tried to build a bathroom and they failed at it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, anyway, anyway, you kind of gave your thoughts. So, uh, do you have anything to add on? Well,
1: it's more of a fact that I'm I'm just not a fan of toilet humor. And as you said, a uh, very large family and only one bathroom. I know they may not always have the money, but uh, come on, that is just completely, utterly disgusting and uh, uh, strange because uh, everyone needs their bathroom time. So many, so little. Um, yeah, no, yes, no for
0: me. Yeah, if you didn't like toilet humor, this definitely really wasn't an episode for you at all. And um, mm-hmm. I think that, that was a cool scene where all like the writers became um like like uh, construction men. That was a cool scene. So, what are your thoughts, AP3?
2: Yeah, this
0: episode was
2: uh, very interesting. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the fact I- I've been saying that since day one. The heck out of me, and, um, and it's just really odd. I, 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 I think it's, it's sort of done that for comedic purposes for, for just an entire family of 13 to share just one bathroom. But and it took them till it took the crew till this point to come up to the right episode of where they uh, build a second bathroom. And this episode could have been a little bit more. It have been a different kind of episode where it could, they could have had the whole family involved, and it could have been a turning point for the episode. They could have actually had a second bathroom to keep, but they did. They, like Senior Rita, their new bathroom, like it got flooded, and they don't have it. And they, 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 don't have it anymore. And this episode was kind of weird, but <laughs> I, yeah, I still like. I still liked watching it.
0: <laughs> it was still it was still a fun ride. But uh-huh.
2: yeah. Those are my thoughts.
0: And <laughs> uh, I really don't have anything else to add on. Uh, do you angry anime fan?
1: What what did you say?
0: Do you have anything else to add on?
1: No, not really.
0: Alright, uh, ratings. Uh unfortunately uh I think going to give us a five out of ten. Uh just don't like the premise of the idea. Really don't like it and um yeah, I mean, there was a fun scene about the parents like about to drown. I guess if you're into that kind of stuff, but um, uh, not really much to look So, what do you, uh, you rating? it, Fan? Uh,
1: just a 2.5 out of 10.
0: Wow, 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 wow. What about you? Wow, I, I never try to go below five, but uh, yeah, I, I I can see that. What about you? Uh, AP3. Yeah, I respect your choice, in Green Man Fan, but I won't.
2: I won't be that harsh. I'll, I'll get this episode a six. This this was all right. It was weird, but it was still fun. I guess you could consider
0: it a guilty pleasure of mine. All right, um, it wasn't completely terrible. So, and now the last episode we're going through on this marathon Phantom pains, and uh, it's good that we're gonna end on a better episode, better note. Basically, um, Lucy has this vampire show. Vampires of Melancholia if I remember it correctly. And um basically Lori and uh, Lenny start getting into the show because of this cute guy. I forget his name on the show, but um so basically uh they try to they try to like butt into like her watching time, Lucy's watching time she hates it. I know many of us can relate to that, you know. When you're trying to watch your uncle by yourself and like someone thumb comes, comes there, pretty annoying. Yeah, it's pretty pretty annoying. So uh, then Lucy takes it overboard and gets, like, that character killed. The character actually voiced by Jason Nolan, if I remember correctly. And, yeah, I mean, she kind of took it too far. I guess the character kills Lori and Lenny get sad. Lucy realizes she made a mistake, tries to fix it, fixes it, it comes back to life. And uh, it was a pretty nice episode that established that uh, at least Lucy able to, able to, like, uh, bond with her older sisters. And um, something, you know, is pretty cool. I like the aesthetic of the episode. A lot of it took place at night in, like, um the living room. That's just uh, such a nice, comforting setting for me. So, um, what are your thoughts about the episode Angry Anime Fan?
1: Well, Lucy and Lenny are my favorite uh, loud siblings. So, for me to see them in this episode was a delight. I mean, Lucy was a little bit uh, shut off, but, hey, she always is like that. And even when she tried to uh, get the sisters, oh yeah, Lori was in this episode too, when she tried to get the sisters uninterested, they just got more interested instead, showing a little bit of fun of it all. They had typical teenage girl behavior in this, especially fawning over a, a hot guy on a TV show. In fact, that very scenario is very similar to a scrappy mechanic, you know, when they tend to introduce a character that doesn't really belong in a show because of the way he is. And yet he is adored by other people just because of the way he is. So it is uh, very well there. It also matches with the thing that a lot of people want to control uh, destiny. Hey, I wanted to control a lot of uh, cartoons so they could come back, but never will. But in the end, they won't really listen. But Lucian learned her lessons. Although there is something about this episode that feels very familiar. I don't I don't recall it exactly, but I have a feeling... That wasn't there an episode who had a similar premise to this. But other than that, uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. AP hey, three.
2: Yeah, this episode was really good. And uh, I love it for, lot, for lots of different reasons. So I'm just going to jump back and forth. Uh, firstly, I love the message that this episode had. And um, sort of tying into my next point, I love that we finally got to see... Uh, um, an episode of the, the show within the show so that's so that's always nice to think. yeah and, and, and the, those sort of, those two points get intertwined with why i love this episode so much and also on a technical standpoint I, th- I think this is the first episode to have really good lighting
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah i noticed that i really like the, the the like the aesthetic and like the but not like the brightness, but like the tone of the, like the characters, and especially with the TV screen popping off their face. I thought that was that was really nice. Yeah.
1: See, of thoughts
2: in This episode was uh, it. I loved seeing uh. Excuse me. Source sounds like I'm repeating myself, but uh, it was a lot to love about this episode, and I. I don't really think I can add anything else other than what I just said, so I, I, I do highly recommend this episode for anyone who's a fan of Lucy Loud, like I am, because she's one of my favorite Loud sisters, and um, mm-hmm. so if you wanted to, if you by any chance want to see what the actual sh- series of Vampires and Melancholy is like, then this episode is, has all that. It's the perfect episode for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, like we were saying earlier with Lincoln not being in that episode we're talking about uh net games. This is the first episode in which Lincoln is not only not an episode, he's not even mentioned at all. So it pretty much set the trend for the rest of the season. It's pretty incredible. Uh I don't know what episode number this okay, this is episode overall one hundred and thirteen. So it took hundred and thirteen episodes for Lincoln to literally be up. I think that's pretty cool. A pretty good going to the show. I mean how many Spongebob episodes or episodes of any Nick can you remember like the main character being mentioned? It was like very rare. So, kudos to the light overall. Let's get into those ratings. I give this uh, a pretty solid 8 out of 10. Really beautiful artwork animation episode. That's really what's really giving it the high factor. And also nice to have an episode with Lucy. So, what are your ratings, Angry Anime Fan?
1: Hmm, well, that's a good question. I want to give it a nine, but I'm not that kind. So <laughs> maybe may, may maybe an eight point eight out of ten. Then, all right, tough critic. Also, because as I said before, Lucy and Lenny are my favorite characters as well. They're very nice, cool. This episode. AP
0: three.
2: Um, I give this episode nine point five out of ten. It was. One of my favorites of this of this season, and uh, one thing I forgot to mention was that uh, uh, not only did Haiku return, but they used they referenced a, a storyline from one of the comic books. Oh, really? Uh, the, me, one of the graphic novels called uh, *Gothbergs*. They they sort of they, they basically recreated that whole story from the graphic com- novel.
0: That
2: wow, was really nice to see. Wow, um, that cool, yeah. those. And yeah, novels. So I hope we see more of that in the series.
0: Yeah, you guys should really get the graphic novels. They actually retconned on one of the graphic novels. I think um, Zachy um, he's like um, he's one of those people that thinks the government's always spying on you. And like, they finally took that out of the graphic novel and put it in the episode and ticked off. So that was a pretty awesome thing that they did. So kudos to a lot us for doing that. And um, what was your rating again? Oh, my
2: rating was a uh, nine point five out of ten.
0: All right, all right, guys, we've been on here for a while. Thank you both for coming on. Um, Angry Anime Fan talked about his uh, YouTube channel, and um, so AP3, um, why don't you tell us about your channel? All
2: right, well, you can uh, you can uh, find all sorts of stuff on my channel. I'm basically a variety channel. I do anything from vlogs to gaming videos to taste test videos. I pretty much have something for everybody. So I uh I upload on a semi-regular basis and yeah there's there's all sorts of stuff for you to check out on my channel and yeah definitely subscribe if if you if you're into variety channels and uh do I sign off here
0: Yeah you you you're good you're good
2: okay.
0: You can sign um, off so- yeah
2: and i'll i'll see you guys soon all
0: right and Gary <laughs> fan any last words yeah well everybody remember
1: to stay loud and you don't want to make the angry angry trust me when i <laughs> get angry i get scared <laughs> 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 but seriously now i need to go to sleep thank you for having me loud tv and you you too stay loud
0: until we right. talk again all right. You have a good night. And, guys, you- thank you guys for listening to our first Lockout podcast live stream. Remember to subscribe, us on Twitter and Instagram. And remember to stay loud. We'll see you guys next week.